It's about that time. Let's go. Uh, uh. Welcome to the clubhouse. This is Bella's Weekly Digest. Every Wednesday, make sure that the time's set. Everything blockchain news on the day to day. Bella's here to tell you, Shirley, take it away. Hello boys and girls, uh, I'm Sirli Valge and on behalf of our team, welcome to the Velas Weekly Blockchain Digest. As every week I am joined by my fellow lady from the Crypto Valley as my co-host uh, Delphine Forma, who's the Chief Compliance Officer at TAL, board member of the Open Vasp Association and last but not least, a prominent voice in the glo global blockchain ecosystem. Thank you for joining me Delphine. Thank you Charlie, it was a pleasure to be here. Mm. Yes, and we have. Um, we were supposed to have a very interesting and colorful guest today, but uh, there are some technical issues on the clubhouse side and on the guest side. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna just cover the news today without any special opinions. Um, so um, for those who are joining us for the first time, then we are doing this on a weekly basis, and we cover some of the most important news from the crypto and compliance space and who is interested in the full digest conducted by internal team of analysts. Um, the fresh weekly news digest is available every Monday evening on velas.com slash digest. And we have also opened up our own house, the official Velas Club, as well as the dedicated LinkedIn page. So join us there. So to kick things off, let's chat about the Bitcoin price as always. Uh, last week's bull run ended in tears, so to say, as the Bitcoin price fell from the 65k highs to almost 50,000. There were speculations on several reasons for the price crash and one of them being fear of governments outlawing Bitcoin to preserve their monopoly over currencies, which has come partly true in Turkey. So Turkey announced a ban on cryptocurrencies as a means of payment early Friday with the ban to take effect on April 30th. Also there were news on electricity outage in a big mining facility in China and rumors about the US Treasury charging several financial institutions for money laundering using cryptocurrencies, uh, which all potentially caused massive sell-off in the market. What's interesting is that whenever there is a sell-off, there are plenty of buyers taking up new liquidity. So I'm curious, have you changed your prognosis and, and what do you think will happen in between, like by June 1st? Well, so Shari, just to come back on the little crash, um, it was a Sunday morning, you know, I went out on Saturday till two and then my phone starting vibrating crazy on Sunday morning at seven o'clock and I was like oh my god what is happening checking the market I was like oh no everything is crashing this is so bad but it's not so bad you know I think 50 is still a good uh, amount and no I haven't changed my prognosis actually I do think 100k is going to be by September that's my prognosis uh, by June, well, we are uh, April 20-something, so it's uh, June yeah. 1st in one month. What I do think is going to go up again. I think, like, you know, I do think, like, from a regulatory side, there are going to be a few things happening. And we talked about it a bit earlier, a bit uh, during the, the last podcast, and especially, you know, the revised proposal on the safe harbor in the U.S., uh, I know it's on GitHub and uh, invited for comments. So Senator put it there, and I think that's um, something that will 
really be good for the U.S. market. Uh, so let's see what is going on there. And then, you know, regarding India and all those one, you know, they are, they always change their mind. Um, but there has been like some uh, more worrying news uh, on uh, in South Korea that might have an impact. But I do think like institution are still really interested in Bitcoin. Uh, the money is in uh, Europe and US. And I do think this is it's keep it's gonna keep going up, you know. I mean, like I think a year ago, uh, almost around the same time, there was been a huge crash, and then it keep going up. So I'm yeah. not very worried. Yeah, in terms of U.S., I also read an um, article today. Um, there was a crypto report uh, issued from Gemini, uh, and they stated that 63% of respondents. Um, identified themselves as crypto curious, meaning that they do not currently own crypto, but are either willing to learn more or planning to buy crypto soon. So hopefully this year. So they are very bullish in US um, that more and more people get involved. But I think everywhere it's the same, you know, as I have a few people, you know, recently that's texting me or calling me saying to me, do you think it's time to invest in crypto? And I'm like, I'm not giving any, I'm not giving any financial advice, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, but, you... but like uh, yesterday, it was right. Time, yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I have also I have also a um, lot of um, people who I got involved recently, like complete newbies. They, are, they were freaking out because of the crash. They were like, what's happening now? Is it the end? But uh, I was like, no, no, it's normal. It's, I mean, come on. Check, it's yeah. already raising today. Yeah, it's like 55. I mean, like, come on, people. Mm -hmm. 55 is so high compared to a year ago, right? I mean, like, a year ago in March, it was like 4.5 or something like that. I'm like, come on. Nothing to worry there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I believe also the price will um, restore back to the normal stage where it was, back to the all-time high and even more. Yeah, me um, too. Tawi, are you there? <laughs> I always look forward to Tawi's uh, price prognosis on Bitcoin. But I think it's only you and me today. I guess Scrabble yeah. is having some problem today. <laughs> All right, so last week we touched upon the direct listing of Coinbase Exchange. And if anyone is interested in exposure, the ticker is COIN and currently trading at around $318. And yesterday, Nasdaq launched the equity option trading with ticker COIN.0. The launch equity options will offer a new way for investors to bet on the fortunes of Coinbase. And the equity options represent the right, but not the obligation to buy or sell a stock at a certain price, known as the strike price, on or before an expiration date. Well, that's, that's a that continuation was... of our Coinbase saga. <laughs> Indeed, uh, that, that's an interesting one. I didn't know it was a price, so it's not too bad. But um, no. this is uh, on the back also of the news, like this was like uh, uh, on the headline this week, that uh, CEO Brian Armstrong sold 749,999 shares, to be precise, in three batches at a price when she's ranging from 381 to 410 per total proceed was uh, 291 million, according to one feeling. 
uh, while the Coinbase uh, representative declined to comment due to the company being on a so-called quiet pe period. Based on the feelings made before the listing, it would indicate Armstrong sold about 1.5% of his stake. So if we look at uh, for the price he sold it and the price it's right no i mean i think he made a quite a good deal um mm -hmm. and and on that you know I, I gave it some thought and i was thinking like because it was a direct like listing it was not an ipo that was a good way for those people to um, to make a lot of money because at the end of the day they decided to do direct listing when the price of bitcoin was very high so all the condition was favorable for them to get a very good price for their share and make a lot of money, right? So um, I thought that was quite interesting if you think about it uh, post-event, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, let's talk about something else. Last week, I, share, I, mean, I think no, I, I shared the article this weekend about NFTs, surely, and, I, I, and we text about it. So um, did you know that uh, when Paris Hilton goes to sleep, she dreams about NFTs, actual dreams apparently, literal dreams. <laughs> she <laughs> dreams about NFTs project, Shirley, NFT artists, even NFTs metaverse. Um, and she said NFTs have literally taken over her entire mind and soul. And in an interview with uh, CoinDesk, she confessed, I'm obsessed. It's all I think about. I've never been so excited about something in my life because I really see this as the future. I'm just so obsessed with it that I'm actually having dreams about it every single night. I actually do agree with her. I mean, I, you know, whatever she said in this uh, article, I think you commented on my on LinkedIn that you you also agree with it. I mean, like Paris Hilton, you know, at the time, like I think, like ten or twenty years ago, was seen as a Barbie, stupid, just throwing out parties, but she's actually doing something really cool for the community, I think. Yeah, true. I was I was so surprised because I was a big fan of her when I was like 13, 14. And uh, I could never imagine her being in such industry. And actually, thanks to this article, I found out that she has been active in crypto and invested since 2016 already, like yeah, myself. She... And, and it's really surprising, like... Yeah, she, even, <laughs> she even says that she met with the founder of Ethereum, I think, in this article. And I was also very surprised because, you know, at the end of the day, I think she's really cool, right? And she's like a mm -hmm. kind of fashion icon in the crypto industry, which is which is really interesting. And um, yeah, and she's quickly winning over uh, people who are skeptical about her. Uh, she came in and she's starting talking to everybody, uh, says Crypto Yuna, a longtime crypto artist. So Yuna was amazed Hilton not only followed her on Twitter, but engaged in DMs and seemed very curious about her work. I think she, she said, like, I think she's changed everybody's perception of her in the space. And Yuna apparently even made her an honorary graffiti queen in recognition of her support for female NFT artists. I think it's, you know, I think it's, it's really cool. And, you know, that, that was also saying in the article that she's working, going to work on some collaboration to some new NFT art. And I'm really curious about what she's going to do. Yeah, I think it's also uh, good for the adoption because the more famous people and stars with big follower and fan base 
educate their fan club, then the more likely we see this technology getting adopted by traditional masses and not just crypto geeks. Yeah, exactly. And especially, you know, some econ like, uh, you know, like it's a generation where, when you were younger, we're like, oh, and no, like it's, it's, it's there. Right? I think it's very, very, yeah, very So cool. I'm, I'm back to the fan club of Paris Hilton. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so here's another NFT related news. A non-fungible token depicting National Security Agency whistleblower Edward Snowden just sold at an auction for nearly five and a half million USD. And uh, it was not immediately clear who won the prize, but the person went by the username BlizzardDAO on OpenSea and on the foundation platform where the auction was held. And the sale makes Stay Free, uh, which is the uh, NFT called, one of the single most expensive NFTs to go at auction. And behind people's 69 million magnum opus and a pair of crypto banks. Um, so many artists and athletes have emerged from the NFT craze with millions in total dollars, but few have achieved such holds with a single piece. And it's also stated that all of the funds will be donated to the Freedom of the Press Foundation. So it's um, it's pretty cool. It's still it's still uh, taking such high prices on on auctions and the NFT craze is going on. It's it's non-stop seems like it's pretty crazy especially for this one you know it's not even really art right i was like really all this money for that that's uh that's very very crazy right mm -hmm. definitely but you know it's good like the industry is keeping going and people who are saying like oh nfts is just a big bubble and hype that shows like no it's keep going right yeah, and people are still interested in it there are so many like use cases i also see saw some earlier uh, news about US postal services start um, using NFTs for the for the stamps. Really? And, uh, yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Mm -hmm. And the and then um, the Ethereum name service uh, ENS has minted non-fungible tokens which represent 25 top level domains owned by domain name system, which is uh, called DNS uh, company uni registry and naming. And these include domains such as uh, .hiphop, .click, .game and .audio, among a number of others. And the uni registry and naming is auctioning off 23 of those top-level domains. And winners will receive both the top-level domain and an NFT representing the Ethereum name service version. And the NFT acts as part of the mechanism that easily allows domain owners to hold control of their domains on, an, on uh, ENS. So it's, we're seeing so many different use cases for NFTs, not just art and um, music. So. Yeah, I've seen this one. I, was, I saw the article and I was like, oh, this is very cool. Maybe I should get on that, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, but it's nowhere as cool as um, this news that the Rolling Stone uh, lead singer Mick Jagger is jumping into the NFT craze to help independent music venues that have been adversely affected by uh, the corona pandemic. I think this is really cool. So um, in a recent announcement from the mu from Mick Jagger, uh, he said that he had started a 24 hours auction on NFT Gateway featuring an NFT based on a new song with Foo Fighter, 
frontman David Grohl. The digital piece design, uh, is designed by artist uh, Oliver Latta, also known as um, Extra Vague, feature a loop of a figure running through two human heads with Grohl and Jagger easy sleazy song playing in the background. I think it's a really cool one, you know, it's, it's good that, you know, as we said before, that Celebrate is getting in the space, but also they are getting in the space to raise money and give it back to the community, right? It's not mm -hmm. only, they're not only raising money for themselves, they're raising uh, money for a good cause, right? Yes, which is very important. What's happening in the compliance side and in the payments side of the crypto space? Oh my God, as usual, a lot of things is happening. <laughs> um, so you already mentioned um, the news coming out of uh, Turkey, but he has a few other interesting developments. So we, has, uh, we have Facebook project DM, apparently could launch its first stable coin in 2021. So this year, as a small-scale pilot, um, cited, uh, CNBC report published on Tuesday, the source uh, claims that uh, Switzerland-based non-profit non the DM Association is still at, intending to launch its pilot for a US dollar stable coin later this year. Um, mm -hmm. And I think also on, back, on the back of that, apparently there has been a white paper uh, circulating on uh, by Project DMs, I think that they might also sell um, stablecoin as a service, so helping uh, like uh, central bank to central bank to issue the central bank currency and like doing stablecoin. But that's a rumor, so I'm not so sure if it's true. But there was not good on that. Don't they need uh, a banking license then if they issue it in Switzerland? Of course, surely they do. <laughs> so this might be easily refused. Yes, as you as as you've seen today, I sent you the guide uh, the guidance uh, from Finma to issue in Switzerland. You might need a banking license or a collective investment scheme license in like ninety nine percent of the cases, right? Uh, but in Switzerland, we are there again. Uh, this, this was actually surprising news for me because I had no idea that they were doing that. So uh, the fintech tourist group is moving ahead with its digital asset marketplace after getting a securities um, dealer license from Finma on Monday. So according to the press release, uh, Tourist will launch its uh, digital e-exchange, which is called apparently TDX on May 10th. The platform, the platform seeks to provide investors and bank with the ability to trade a number of assets, including tokenized securities, private assets, real estate, art, um, NFTs, and crypto. So I was really surprised about that because tourists is more, for me, tourists was more like a provider of technology for custody. And um, I learned about the news because in my compliance group, uh, someone from Bitcoin Swiss was like, do you know anything about that? I was like, no, I was so as surprised as you. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I haven't even heard about them, I think, before. No, no I mean, like, they, they are really a tech provider. They are based in Geneva. Uh, I met one of their sales uh, in Davos two years ago. And I remember very well because this guy is 
coming from the from the same town where I'm born. So I was like, oh my god, and we did the same cool schools. So that was quite quite funny, right? So this mm-hmm. is what I remember about them. But that's not it. Um, we have a CI Global Asset Management and Evolve ETF as we as we have an approval to launch the ETF in Canada and that will offer exposure to ETHER. So all those uh, ETF will begin trading on April 20. Uh, Purpose is the manager of um, Purpose ETHER ETF and ETHER Capital Corporation will consult. The, the ETH will be kept uh, in cold storage with Gemini acting as a sub-custodian and CIBC Mellon Global Securities acting as a fund administrator. Trade block uh, is the index provider for a purpose. So, well, you know, in Canada, they are keeping approving ETF. I'm very curious to see when the US is going to move on with that because so far they have been saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, then let's uh, go with our banks. <laughs> Morgan Stanley has confirmed it is offering its wealth management client exposure to Bitcoin by way of a pair of external crypto funds. So in its first quarter earnings call, the four trillion wealth management firm CFO Jonathan Poussan said the bank is allowing qualified investors to gain access to two passive funds. As so Poussan said of his crypto service, as we see more interest, we'll work with regulators to provide services we think are appropriate. So we can see that banks are still, you know, they are in the game. And to come back to the, the, the question on the price of Bitcoin, I mean, no one is giving up on that. So mm-hmm. Bitcoin will, will remain there. It's just like we are used to the up and down of it, right? That's it. Uh, something I find more interesting, um, and that was in the news today, uh, Binance US uh, has hired the former bank regula- regulator Brian Brooks as its CEO. Uh, so I'm very interested to see where this is going to go. Uh, Brian Brooks was quite uh, crypto friendly. And I think it's a big sign of Binance trying to say to the regulator in the US, look, we are serious about what we are doing there. Uh, I have some depth about that, but let's see. <laughs> uh, but They're la- maybe trying to monopolize the US market as well now. <laughs> yeah, but I think With that's that good. Mm-hmm. Right? You do some, uh, some competition to Coinbase. I think between Coinbase and Binance, I like the Binance approach a little bit better. They are more pirate style, you know. Probably the next step is banking license uh, in the US. <laughs> yes, yeah, probably, yes. yes. <laughs> Let's see about that. I'm not so sure they are really on that, but they should get one, I think. If they really want to conquer the, uh, the, the market in the US. And then still related to the price of crypto, this is not such a good news um, because South Korea has always been quite a big market for crypto. Uh, they are starting to kick off a new crackdown on illicit crypto activities. Apparently, by a, a lot of different state agencies uh, will be given the authority to investigate, monitor and punish crypto businesses or virtual asset service providers. The state will also determine in the coming months which VASP are legit and which will be deemed illegal. Indeed, you know, uh, I think I talked about it last week. Um, 
South Korea has passed a new legislation and it asks us to register um, with uh, regulators there. And there is a lot of things that they, a lot of requirements that they have to fulfill in order to be able to be registered. And um, in, main, in the most of articles, they say that it will favor like big uh, crypto, crypto exchange player and the small one will be completely eliminated. So let's see what is going to happen there. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, is that it? Or yeah, I think I'm done for today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then do we have anyone in the audience who wants to comment? People are no. very quiet today. I think the application is not working. Nice weather. Ah. You know, summer is approaching. People are not sitting in the clubhouse anymore. Well, maybe, you know, uh, with or the maybe terrace. everybody are appearing technical issues. Yeah, or they are actually drinking on the terrace in the sun in Switzerland because we are open now. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, then uh, that's, that's it for today, I guess. Yep. Uh, Everybody, if you want a bigger selection and more in-depth blockchain news, uh, then visit velas.com slash digest and tune in every Wednesday at 6 p.m. CET for the Velas Weekly Blockchain Digest here on Clubhouse with a special guest. Next week we have a um, we have CEO Chris. of TAL. Uh, he's the president of the board oh. of TAL, Chris. Okay, cool. Would be so fun, I from think. your company. Yes. <laughs> Nice. All right. Uh, I want to thank you, Delphine, for supporting me today. <laughs> thank you, Charlize. You know, I love doing that. So my pleasure. All right. We have some new people joining now. But uh, <laughs> guys, I'm sorry to tell you that we just finished up. But, but uh, you can listen to the recording on YouTube and on Vela's so, um, social media. So I have to close down the room. <laughs> <laughs> But thanks. See you next Wednesday. Yeah. See you. Bye. Bye.